Just in and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On Wizard and the Bruiser. We got too drunk. Jake had a few too many tequila sodas after a celebration of Cinco de Mayo at his office. And I had the bizarre fortune to have Jackie at my apartment to play Japanese dating sims right before on a Friday night I came here to record and there was Rosé involved. Instead of unlocking their true battle power, the two hosts unlocked their slurred speech and sweaty foreheads. Weird narrator, where? what happened to Jake? What? What are you talking about? Why are you wearing his clothes and his skin? Next time on Wizard and the Bruiser. Oh my God. I will absorb everyone into my essence. Don't. <laughs> I am the wizard, Jake Young. Hey, I'm the bruiser, Hold McNeely. And honestly, we had such a fun time yes. talking to the community and engaging with the history of Dragon Balls and Dragon Ball Z that we just had to keep going. Uh, honestly, I think, I think the 1995 dub to Dragon Ball theme song says it all for itself. Hit it! Dragon Ball Gotta find that Dragon Ball Don't stop Crazy Dragon Ball Seven Magic Balls It's all you gotta do to have your wish come true Wow, good exposition in the theme song Dragon Ball The greatest test of all is to find that seven ball <laughs> 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 Oh, I love this theme Good bridge. What are we searching for? Wow, I'm already singing along to it, and this is the first time I've ever heard it. Uh, my pants fell off because my dick got too hard. <laughs> Guys, don't you hate it when your children's cartoon theme song makes your dick too hard? <laughs> it's such a problem for everybody on the Facebook group. I think that was Wasserman. <laughs> I can't tell because it was like early Funimation, but okay. like- I can't. And I was don't that for actually, the first, like, was that before pre-Z? Is that, that was like pre-Z? That was like pre-Z- uh, pre-1996, pre-Toonami, pre the uh, Funimation dub. So I think that was like still part of the Saban 
Funimation Alliance. So this episode, last episode, I feel like we talked about the generalities. I think this episode, we wanted to get more into the thick of it. Just and the I'm cool not talking shit. about your hard penis right now. I am talking <laughs> about just the, yeah, just the, the some of the more, some of the story points. <laughs> We've got, we're going to talk about what it is to be, become a Super Saiyan. We're going to talk about that movie people don't want to talk about. We're going to talk about all of it today, Jake. Fusion Ha! Oh! oh. <laughs> that was just my weird scream. Did you know that in the original Dragon Ball, a monkey-tailed boy named Goku befriends a teenage girl named Bulma, whom he accompanies to find the seven Dragon Balls? Yes, we covered it extensively. No! I want to Okay, <laughs> let's talk about some of the, the crazier stuff that has sure. kind of gone down in the Dragon Ball series because sure. uh, the format of the show is kind of broken up into individual arcs and yes. within those arcs are sagas. Do you have the saga names? I meant to look this up. I, I have a list in front of me. Yes, uh, thank you. Once we get to Dragon Ball Z, uh, it starts with the Saiyan arc, okay. which is uh, the Raditz saga and then the Vegeta and then saga. then the Vegeta saga. Then comes the Frieza arc, which is I feel like when it first exploded, this is like when oh, yeah. kids that's, were that's when I hooked in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which uh unfamiliar landscapes, all these bizarre characters, uh and and uh, and it culminates with uh, you know, the Super Saiyan form. Super Saiyan, the Wh- whole thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which the Super Saiyan form kind of like something about it like kind of struck a nerve uh in the co- in the global consciousness. Like if you ask any red blooded person who was a fan of Dragon Ball Z, like, hey man, go Super Saiyan. They will just start screaming in the street. The Super Saiyan form first premiered in April 1991 within Chapter 317 of the Dragon Ball manga entitled Life or Death. It also made its anime debut in 1991, first appearing in Dragon Ball Z Episode 94 called Transformed at Last. My God, Transformed at Last because he was powering up for how many episodes before that? (laughs) I don't even know. The ability to become a Super Saiyan was once considered to be nothing but a legend as it had not been performed for over 1,000 years, but then a little-known Goku <laughs> one day powered his whole fucking ass up. And because I think, his friend got exploded by an albino space wizard. You know? It happened. An effeminate albino space wizard. Named Frieza. Now, let's talk about it. Let's pick this apart a little bit, okay? okay. I think, and that mainly comes from, now you're talking about how it tapped into a lot of people's uh, subconscious or, or, or that people really like had an affinity for it. And I think that's mainly because of how it's triggered, which is either by desperation or indignation. You can become a super saiyan. It'll be a high battle power above the standard level. Uh, what do you need? Okay. Oh, these are the requirements. A high battle power above the standard level, a calm heart, sensing extreme danger, and feeling strong anger or sadness are essential keys to transforming. Now, especially you were talking about last episode when he's powering up to become Super Saiyan, right? You were like, this is what being 13 <laughs> sounds like. And I think that that is like, if anybody feels deep injustice, yeah. deep anger, deep deep frustration about the how because it's like when you turn 13 you immediately become aware of how unfair the world <laughs> is like girls don't like you guys are stronger than you the president's a lizard the president's a lizard teachers blow and parents are uh i was trying to find something that rhymes with blow but they suck a t- a toe. <laughs> And you're just like listening to Nirvana. And still, the kids listen to Nirvana, mm-hmm. by the way. I keep seeing them wearing the Nirvana shirts. And I'm like, what is going on? You're just teens listening love baby dicks. to frustrated music. You're just, you know, yeah, teens love baby dicks. You're listening to frustrated music. You're just like, 
everything sucks and everything's unfair. You're just in that weird state right I just before. want you to know that super producer Meg, young, precious super producer Meg, agreed that teens love baby dicks. Yes, absolutely. She said yes with her <laughs> eyes and her mouth. She's literally worded the word yes. So, like, it, it just, it, it is a symbol of that, you know? It's like if only there was a way I could become so much more powerful mm-hmm. than I am right now and immediately solve the fact that Jennifer Thompson will not kiss me no matter what I say or how many roses I give her on Valentine's Day when all the kids have to give secret roses to each other and they put them in the lockers and I don't get any and she's got a million of them and my one rose is like in that bunch of roses somewhere lost. I didn't think about this before but you're tapping into such a profound truth that like the fantasy of Super Saiyan is the fact that you can actually instead of making the problem infinitely worse the solution to your problem is spazzing the fuck out yeah, and screaming a bunch spazzing <laughs> out is like losing your entire shit like one would do when they went to a green day concert you know but it actually solves the problem it, it just doesn't just temporarily get rid of it for five seconds jennifer it's like i tried to be the man you needed me to be but I, how do i know what to be and it's like fine i get it the you, subway doesn't work, and I was I'm late for my job, and it's my first day, and I really uh, need the goddamn money. I really I need to go that. faster. Ah! Jake, Jake, I have an admission to make. I like become that guy who talks to himself on the train when he's really upset about the train not moving. I just start talking to myself. Out I won't loud. let you destroy my world. <laughs> and it actually makes the train move, and it actually convinces the girl to like you, and it actually like makes the teacher stop like fucking with you in front of all the other kids like it it, it, it actually it in the that. real world getting spiky blonde hair increases the amount that people will fuck with you but exactly it's right? known as fieri syndrome <laughs> <laughs> and guy then, fieri is the only uh food network star to go super saiyan you are correct yes that is true and then you take a look at somebody like frieza or like or a lot of the villains in the show a lot of the different but frieza specifically oh, from the goes beginning from huge muscular but the Frieza's final form tiny mm-hmm. little guy and it's like oh all the power is like more concentrated and stronger in this tinier form that's one of Akira and- Toriyama's like main moves is that he will all it's like that Simpsons episode with the Yakuza it's like oh the little guy hasn't done anything yet and you know it's gonna be cool <laughs> Vegeta is way stronger than Nappa Goku is way stronger than like all the bad guys mm-hmm. uh, even in the newer series in Dragon Ball Super and all the and the new movies uh, Whis is like way more powerful than Beerus. It's it's like that's one of Toriyama's classic moves is to kind of subvert your expectations a little. Mm-hmm. And also name these in- incredible uh, creations after vegetables. He loves and stupid refrigerators. puns. Freezes <laughs> like literally freezer. Oh, right? you're talking about his da- un- and his dad, King Cooler. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then Kakarot, uh, Goku's uh, yeah. Saiyan name is uh, Carrot. Uh, of course. Uh, Bulma is a, uh, if you like get really Japanese about it, it's Buruma, which is uh, Bloomer's underwear. And she has a son named Trunks, which is also underwear. There you go, Trunks. And then uh, there's a character named Bra. Yep. Uh, I, th- <laughs> I think. It gets, it gets a little bit much. Uh, um, that might be, and I'm, is Pan also? I have no idea. Uh, but... Okay, so the uh, again the the power of spazzing out versus like being a dick, being a consistent dickwad is like a consistent theme throughout the early uh, throughout the earlier arcs because yeah. it's just every other episode they have one of the bad guys has a scouter 
And, you know, the beep, 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 beep. Uh, Scott, please explain what a scouter is, Jake, for uh, the people at home. For the, the housewives at home that are like, I'm trying to understand my son better. The scouter is quite possibly uh, Dragon Ball's dumbest yet coolest thing because it's this little monocle, this space age monocle that goes over one ear and loops around the uh, same eye. And it has a power readout of yes. individuals that are scanned. It, 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 it detects a person's key or power level and makes them stronger uh, or shows how strong they are. For now, example, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the, the first power level reading is from uh, chapter 195. Raditz, the evil brother of Goku and Vegeta, uh, comes to Earth and scans a lowly farmer. And now... Uh, He's the farmer has a shotgun, but he's a farmer. Damn it, that's tough word. As he works the earth, he, I, that farmer in the first fucking episode of Dragon Ball Z could probably whip my ass with his weird mustache and dumpy body. He has a power level of five. Now, what you have to understand is the highest number ever officially read aloud from a scouter is Captain Ginyu's reading. Captain Ginyu of the Ginyu Force, which is uh, Frieza's like little army, right, or little uh, crew, right? The um, Ginyu Force. They're in the Frieza saga, correct? Am I wrong? They're yeah, in the Frieza me. saga. Uh, according to my list, uh, it, uh, there's uh, official uh, guidebooks uh, that are released. That no, there are official guidebooks <laughs> that have like extensive <laughs> extensive interviews with Toriyama and different uh, like extra artworks and and supplemental info that are deemed close enough to official. But uh, the within the uh, within the official manga. Uh, Frieza's second form is listed as having a power level higher than a million. Oh, okay, because I was going to say the highest number ever officially read out loud from a scouter, though, is Captain Ginyu's reading of Goku's power level after powering up, which is 180,000. So that's way higher. Frieza's second form? Yeah. Good God. Well, that must not be after Goku becomes Super Saiyan. That was just a read out loud power level. The average human power level is near five or above, with exceptionally skilled humans such as Master Roshi, Krillin, or Nam having power levels over that of 100. Um, So there you go. That's some power level info for you guys. We are entering the same conversation that literally millions of nerds before us have had. Yeah. Uh, Back when I was a kid and, like, just, just... trying to consume as much information about this mysterious story as I could and get like what was who was that guy in that weird Japanese poster I saw at the Asian supermarket I got to find out like who's this guy in the Genesis ROM I've been playing and you're looking up all this information it's hearsay but the dumbest thing is that within the powers of Dragon Ball within the transformations are the ideas of multipliers yeah so Goku Starts out with Dragon Ball Z with a power of 416. Of course, everyone Which, uh, without the weighted clothing, which oh. was also... Do you remember when that happened? Yeah, I remember that. That blew my goddamn mind. <laughs> like, weighted, yeah. You idiot, I had a metal turban on and now I'm stronger. <laughs> yeah, well, there was a lot of like working out in high gravity yep. and stuff like that. Because that's why the Saiyans are so strong. They're naturally powerful. But also when they took over uh, what what they would later call what Vegeta planet, right? Yeah. Isn't it planet Vegeta? And that, that planet just happens to have a very high gravity. And that's where all the Saiyans live. Oh, we're talking about Saiyans baby that's where all the saiyans live 
and they they work out in this like heavy heavy gravity you know yeah. and that's that's why when they go to earth they're like even more powerful because they're like un, you know they're doing yeah. what we would consider to be an, a, a torturous workout um, while also under this heavy, heavy gravity. So when Goku concentrates uh, or when any of the Earthbound characters like Piccolo and Krillin and all that concentrate, their power level shoots up like uh, if they're going to do an energy attack. Within the uh, Vegeta saga, Goku learns the Kaioken technique in which he can just arbitrarily within a single heartbeat double, triple, or quadruple his power. Gotcha. Uh, within the Frieza saga, he then learns uh, the Super Saiyan form, which uh, somewhere, like the, the number that is quoted the most often, uh, multiplies that power by 50. Ah. Uh, there are then subsequent Super Saiyan forms that each, like, you know, uh, Vegeta and Trunks and Goku and gohan all like kind of have these weird in-between super saiyan forms that like multiply speed but not strength or right. multiply strength but not like uh, power we're we're gonna go over some of those jake yeah uh we're gonna get into it then within other levels of that <laughs> it's oh no no so this is 25 times that uh within that then there's fusion techniques which are multipliers upon that yeah hybrid which, forms uh, there's hybrid forms. There's the fusion techniques, uh, like Potara fusion oh, and Metamorph the, fusion. Yeah, yeah. Um, and after that, within a, within the canon, uh, not canon Dragon Ball GT, which had weird golden Uzaro bullshit. We're just gonna move past that. Okay. Within the new shows, they have Super Saiyan God form, and then the yeah. newest form, the blue form, which is officially called Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan. Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan and uh, Super Saiyan Blue. Now, that is the result of a Saiyan mastering the power of Super Saiyan God and then transforming further into a Super Saiyan, resulting in a new form combining these powers. It was introduced in Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F. And then there's also Super Saiyan Rose. A pink-haired Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan form, its alternate coloration is due to its user already being a god when they obtained the form. Look, Jake, let's take it all the way back to the beginning. Let's what I'm trying to say, though, is that within, like, if you, Kira Toriyama did not plan this shit out. No. He did not. He has no, gone no, on no, record no, no, repeatedly no, no, no. saying he kind of dicks around and watches movies and procrastinates and then just kind of crams the 15 pages a week out at the last second and takes into account whatever no his editors give him. I mean, Dragon Ball is the definition of vamping. Yeah. Dragon Ball is every episode is powering, is just going, oh, until you can, you know, eventually they figure out what the next plot point's going to be. So, so, so what I'm trying to say though is that within, within the, the base level of five, yeah, within a single person being five, the characters in Dragon Ball are now at like tri trillions of yeah. power. Like, they're, it, it is. Uh, within the Boo saga, Majin Boo uh, was literally tearing apart the fabric of reality. Yeah. And Goku is punching that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. insanity. It's complete insanity because they have to keep upping it and upping it and upping it. And they can because it's a cartoon. I was kind of thinking about that because I was like, you know, actually, with this coming, looking back on Dragon Ball and doing this research really reminds me more than anything of wrestling. Yeah, pro wrestling. It really has so many ties to that, where it's all about just like somebody getting making it to the top, and then someone else coming to challenge them. And it's all big personalities, and it's all very flashy. It's all very like you know, for a uh, uh, simple, obvious kind of what kind of type of of a person or monster that that 
guy is or lady is or anything and then just constantly sort of but the difference is if pro wrestling could do what dragon ball does they would you know <laughs> where everybody just keeps becoming more and more powerful until they're able to like rip through you know like they, i mean but they can't because the wwe people. is getting more anime every day yeah. it is insane yeah totally but uh they did and back, I feel like back in the 90s, like, there was stuff like The Undertaker would go, like, zombie mode and, like, The Ultimate Warrior would, like, basically go Super Saiyan. Right. But if they could work with actual power levels, like, they yeah. fucking would, you know? Yeah. Like, they would ke- and keep increasing the numbers. Well, it all starts with the whole Saiyan race, right? So let's, and, then we'll, and, then, and then we can kind of go through the different Super Saiyan power levels. Oh, I forgot about Zenkai. Zenkai. That is the Saiyan power in which if a Saiyan is defeated... Uh, to the point of extreme injury or near death, he also gets a big multiplier for no goddamn reason. <laughs> so it could, yeah, and it's, it's quantum physics with punching. Yes, completely. So you've got okay. So Saiyans. The name is a pun on Yajin, which means wild man. Um, it's an anagram of Yasai, which means vegetable, because for some reason everybody's got to have vegetables. All full-blooded Saiyans, such as Raditz, Kakarot, Vegeta, Nappa, Paragus, Broly, or Bardock, have names that are a pun on various vegetables. We've talked about that already. I refuse to believe that Broly is a pun on broccoli. It's the two words are just too far removed. What about Bardock? That's clearly Burdock. It's a type of root vegetable. It's like kind of a thin carrot, usually served pickled. Ew. <laughs> so they were a war race of monkey men. Okay? And that's the first thing you have to understand. All right, Megan? Stop looking at me like I'm a fucking asshole. All right? <laughs> they, there's, there's the, we already talked about Planet Vegeta. It's got 10 times the gravity of that on Earth. Um, and they're just a warring people. But Goku, he lands on Earth. And he loses his memory. So when the evil Raditz comes and is like, hey, you're a Saiyan. We're warriors and you're here to take over this place and destroy it. He's like, fuck that shit, bitch. <laughs> and he does that. He says, yeah, that's his big tagline. Fuck that shit, bitch. Is like kind of Goku's I mean, thing. have you heard Goku's original voice in the Japanese dub? Like, he does actually sound like this. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, so, because isn't it? It's like a seventy-year-old woman now. I mean, she is seventy. Yeah, she's in her seventies right now. Yeah. She might be seventy. Look up old lady uh, voice of Goku and tell me her exact ridiculous age. Well, you know, the, I do- the paragon of male strength across the world. I do have to say, your boy Tristan Cooper wrote a fantastic Dorkly article, The 12 Surprising Facts You Don't Know About Dragon Ball, and oh, I got yeah. a few of them for us today, and he he talks about her in one of those 12 facts, and it's very interesting, and there's like... She's 80. Wow. <laughs> and the guy that does uh, the cricket trainer guy on the heaven or on the heaven planet... Uh, King Kai. Yeah. King Kai. He's like 86. He's even older. Yeah. It's crazy, and they still are doing the voices. Uh, but she's still keeping it tight. There you go. What? Look up, look up photos. She's ripped. Yeah, yeah. Masako Nozawa, just you know, <laughs> keeping it tight. <laughs> so, so let's talk about some Saiyan levels. All right, any Saiyan can become a Super Saiyan, but the requirements are crazy. We talked about when it first went down, and it was stated by Akira Toriyama that the form was meant to be ten times what Goku had previously accomplished. His previous max being the Kaioken uh, times 20, presumably making Super Saiyan's multiplier 200 times base. Jesus. So, which is ridiculous. All right, but then there's Super Saiyan second grade. That's an advancement on the power of the original Super Saiyan state, and we saw that in Vegeta's primary state in the Perfect Cell Saga. This is when uh, Vegeta gets, like, uncomfortably buff. (laughs) Yeah. It's very upsetting. Like, this exact 
part of the Cell arc. The Imperfect Cell saga is the part of the uh, story in which a man and his estranged son from the future spend a lot of time screaming and watching their own muscles just kind of grow and trunks. Yeah. Future Trunks uses uh, Super Saiyan third grade. Mm -hmm. And then there's Super Saiyan full power, which is unlike the first grade, it possesses great key control and removes the restless feeling of the form. So that's the thing you have to understand. When you go Super Saiyan, you go ballistic. You Even if you're very calm and very controlled like Goku normally is, when you go Super Saiyan, you go ape shit actually no kind the of ozaru form is yeah. when you go ape shit. Yeah, the ozaru. <laughs> so what okay when you turn into a monkey now i remember that because this is by the way this is like i'm going i'm going to school and i'm learning things and then i go to my buddy pat's house and then he's like oh and by the way if they get real upset they turn into a monkey and i'm like what and it's literally just pat being like yeah yeah that's like the cricket guy on the heaven planet because when you die you don't actually die you just go to a planet and train more and become stronger um and i'm just like well then that just means anything can happen it's like yeah they literally rode away for you know a goofy man in his home just wrote a, a stream of consciousness fight comedy um to the point where gods were fighting gods and then you've got legendary super saiyan uh, it's a berserker state of the Super Saiyan form. It's never been officially acknowledged as its own separate state. It's just okay. uh, bro- from Bro, it, but uh, within with Broly, the movie only character that everyone loves because he's a jacked psychopath, uh, goes Super Saiyan. He has a different, like a slightly green tint to him. Yes. Okay. And uh, that's uh, and you're saying he's not broccoli. Fascinating. Shit. Fass-a-fucking-nating. How could this happen to me? <laughs> then there's God-enhanced Super Saiyan. That is a powered-up version of the Super Saiyan form, which acts as the predecessor to Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan. Once the user of this state manages to get it to a high enough level of power, it evolves into Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan form and thus re-allows... Nothing makes me happier than the phrase Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan. <laughs> like, I don't know why I love that so much. I don't know why that, to me, is the most japanese thing i've ever heard just like it's just such a dumb like (laughs) it's so because he's literally at god state they're like oh i became a super saiyan god there's nothing like i've become a deity that you repeat it twice is makes me so happy with because what if the god went super saiyan yeah (laughs) what if (laughs) just think about this like akira toriyama like like sat down with his team of writers and like and you know people all behind this multi-million dollar industry and they were like yo what if god became super saiyan <laughs> okay so then we we finally we now now we get to super saiyan 2 and i do remember this being like what mm-hmm. super saiyan 2 happens in the cell saga it's uh gohan finally achieves it when fighting perfect cell yeah um and it's honestly it's like the coolest form it in now, my opinion. Well, that's not the main down the back. The main down the back is that's three. three which happens that during, is very cool. And that happens in the Boo saga, right? Right. But um what happens with the uh with Super Saiyan 2 is, you know, crazy multiplier. Uh you don't burn through the energy at the same rate. Uh you kind of have like, you know, that total control. Uh but more importantly, on top of the yellow aura flyer like of course uh which is the sound of i'm sorry i didn't catch that can you do that uh when you achieve the level of emotional uh, and physical perfection concentrated into an ascendant being capable of planet destroying power uh the sound it makes is 
on top of that, you get electrical sparks just kind of zip zapping around yep. you, and it looks and so- zapping. Just like a just a furious twelve year old in a purple gi staring down a pretty green man while electricity flows off his gross tiny muscle body. Yep. And it's like the most like powerful, like fuck yeah moment in anime. <laughs> um Well, and then and then Super Saiyan three and uh yeah, that is again that is the main down the back. So that also is... your eyebrows disappear and you get like a gross caveman forehead. It's very upsetting. It's very upsetting. It's very it's it's not no human should ever be or or Saiyan should ever <laughs> be put into such a state. It's very terrifying. And then I have here Super Saiyan Rage, a type of Super Saiyan from uh form displayed in Dragon Ball Super. The transformation is gained when the user already possesses Super Saiyan 2 form and then undergoes an extreme burst of rage. Uh, so, yeah, so you've got um, you've got that going on. But then we, we already talked a little bit about the hybrid forms, but we've got Spirit Bomb Super Saiyan. That's the result of a Super Saiyan absorbing a Spirit Bomb. Jesus. So that's a whole thing. This is then, stuff from the movies, right? I must be. And then Legendary Super Saiyan God. And that is a unique transformation exclusive to the legendary Super Saiyan. Its power is on par to Super Saiyan God Super This Saiyan. is something from a video game. That sounds like a video game. We thing. already talked about Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan. We haven't talked about Golden Great Ape. Oh, that's from GT. A Saiyan Great Ape transformed into a Super Saiyan. This is, okay, this is the dumbest thing. This is the dumbest thing, but uh, it was a thing in early Dragon Ball where uh, Goku, when he looked at the full moon, would turn into a big King Kong gorilla. And uh, it was like... This weird kind of just chaotic element thrown into the series. Eventually, Goku got his tail cut off and it stopped happening. But that was uh, revived when Vegeta came back and he created an artificial moon. And at the end of the Vegeta saga, he like tried to King Kong his way out of that until his tail got cut off. And in (laughs) Dragon Ball GT, which is not canon, Goku gets turned into a kid. Yes. While he's on the moon... I he, gave GT like a little bit of a shot, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" It's just, um, yeah. <laughs> we talked about it in the last episode. By the way, I'm so glad we're. Why doing does it. everyone have dumb mustaches I'm in that s- one? I know, right? I'm so glad we're doing a second part of this because this is so fun. Yeah. I, I, it's so insane. So yes, Goku gets turned into a kid. He's a kid again. Yeah. He's on the moon, and he looks up at the full Earth. And when looking up at the full Earth, he becomes a golden great ape, which is in theory, which is like crazy powerful and is wrecking shit. So it's like a Super Saiyan gorilla King Kong. By mastering that form, by controlling the great golden Uzaru, he becomes Super Saiyan level four, which is exclusive only to Dragon Ball GT. And it looks dumb as shit. Both Vegeta and Goku are covered in like magenta hair that comes up to like their nips. They have like red eyeliner and their hair isn't like flowing gold anymore it's like just like mangy and long it's very dumb looking like the idea that especially when you're a kid that you know the super saiyan forms is just like higher and higher peaks from what you already thought was beyond strength culminates in magenta monkey man is just dumb (laughs) um and it says here there's super saiyan 4 saiyan transformation yeah that's what i was just in dragon ball gt oh okay that is four yeah the fuck man and then um but it's not real it's not canon tuffalize super saiyan this is more gt yeah it's more gt a uh, white-haired variant of the super saiyan form used by a fully tuffalized saiyan now what the fuck is a tuffalized saiyan jake i only know this because i had Don't, to do research please. i'm not i'm not you a, told me that you had you did not 
were not able to do much research this week. I mean, I watched a lot of YouTube <laughs> videos. Uh, Geekdom 101 was a main source. Okay. Uh, you should, if you enjoyed this conversation, probably check them out. Baby, the main <laughs> villain, whose name is Baby, is the ultimate bioweapon of the Tuffles, mm. the previous inhabitants of planet Vegeta, and he can take over individual bodies like a weird parasite. Uh, and he takes over Vegeta, he tuffalizes him, mm. and uh, in baby Vegeta form, he goes Super Saiyan, and it's this weird white-haired thing. And it's bad. It's all bad. It's dumb. Strongest form one, the Saiyan tuffle hybrid's equivalent of the Super Saiyan 2 form. Strongest form two is the Saiyan tuffle hybrid's equivalent to the Super Saiyan 3 form. Now, I know that sounds fucking stupid and complicated, because <laughs> it is. There's also Super Mira, the demon Saiyan hybrid version of Super Saiyan that replaces the golden glow and green irises with white pointed hair and blood red irises. And that's introduced in Dragon Ball Heroes. Now, the thing I love about all of this is that, like, I was watching the Frieza saga, and I was just like, how are they going to get any crazier than this? Yeah. And then they got crazier than that. Within Dragon Ball itself... Characters were capable of exploding the moon with their with their strength. Yeah. So, like, if you actually try and think about the scaling that is happening, it's ridiculous. Like, like at a certain point, these characters would be, like, moving and thinking at the speed of light with the power of, like, a red sun. And, like, nothing moves faster than light. You can't go Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan. You're already... Jesus <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense but there are still like right now probably on our official Facebook group which you can check out on Wizard and the Bruiser on Facebook uh, there's people going to be arguing about whether or not level 2 toughalized baby Vegeta has a power level of 80 trillion or 90 trillion like people get into this because it's a literal it's it turns character growth into math which is like easier to wrap your head around and mm -hmm. easier to argue where in other stories, it was about like you know, like emotional growth or or you know making a breakthrough. But in Dragon Ball Z, a character moves past their limits physically. Like they their very bodies transform to represent like newfound strength and ideas. Totally. Uh, also, after the Frieza saga, like Toriyama just really wanted to end the series, yeah. and he and just there everyone was making so much money that they just kept him going. Which is why after, like, the Cell Saga and the Boo Saga is, like you said, vamping. And I, I kind of fell off during, well, I mean, I think there's plenty of vamping going on in the Frieza Saga. I mean, it was like, literally, I'd watch every day, and it was like, <laughs> you know, just for weeks. And it was just like, when is he going to throw the spirit bomb? <laughs> Where would you suggest people dive in? If you were curious about Dragon Ball Z... Or Dragon Ball in general, mm -hmm. and you were just like, where, where, where do you start? Do you start with the Frieza saga? Do you st like where do you where do you go? Where do you hop in there? I mean, I hopped in like I said in the middle of the Frieza saga, or not in the middle. It was like I think Frieza was about to transform into Frieza two because Frieza has three forms, right? Um, in Frieza I, saga. There's like there's Pod Frieza. There's like. Big tough Frieza. Yeah. And there's then there's like alien weird yeah. Frieza with the goofy head. Yeah. And then finally it's slender Frieza. Ah, yes. Okay, so four. Slippery Frieza, we I call mean, her in the fan him in the fan community. Do you just start with the the uh say say an arc or the uh whatever the um the <laughs> I, Raditz? I deeply believe 
The purest way to appreciate Dragon Ball Z <laughs> is to just find a random episode and just go, and just have you just go, what you, the fuck is you happening? You have to have a buddy that knows everything <laughs> sitting next to you to answer. But d- he doesn't say anything unless you ask him a question. Also, he doesn't quite know everything. He just yeah. has some stuff that he read on an Angel Fire but website. He's gonna he's going <laughs> to answer the question anyway. You know what I'm saying? But he won't actually tell you anything unless you ask, why does that guy have a monkey tail? You know what I'm saying? Why does that guy have a monkey monkey tail why does that guy have a third eye and why is there a weird chinese baby hanging around <laughs> i'm of course talking about chow su the weird chinese baby that is not explained at all in the original dragon ball z run now I did, uh, you have to go back to the like dragon ball which in america we did not have yeah that's the thing there was literally no way to understand why right. there was a floating albino chinese baby you're so right about jumping in though like in a random middle spot because like just jumping in during the frieza fight was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's just like, what? <laughs> you know, like having nothing set up. Um, so I did pull a couple of the strange facts from the Dorkly 12 Surprising Facts article. Mm-hmm. Um, especially my numero uno is one, and it's, I think, the first fact on the thing. <laughs> Dragon Balls are inspired by an old novel series, Nanso Satomi Hakinden, roughly translated as the Eight Dog Chronicles. It was written ba- way back in the early 1800s, and apparently in the original story, there are eight crystal balls which were created when a princess has sex with her father's dog. To be fair, the dog has sex with the with the princess. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like this weird Japanese folktale. Uh, just the idea of magical crystal balls is from there. A lot of the uh, it's like we uh, a lot of it is more Journey to the West inspired, and more specifically, just Akira Toriyama's constant diet of uh, American movies and TV. Totally. Um, and oh, and Chinese uh, Hong Kong movies. Now, the other fact that I wrote down, I only wrote down two, and that is that the Goku Goku voice actor Sean Schimmel once passed out from screaming. Uh, during a tra- the transformation to Super Saiyan level four in GT. That's what I heard as well. <laughs> no, no, and I I looked it up. There's a on that Dorkly article. Everybody, let's read Dorkly. Dorkly.com. Jake, where's your Dorkly? Uh, on that Dorkly article, I just want to pump it because like I totally ripped yeah. this from it. There was a video of him at a talkback, yeah. and he confirms it, and it's amazing. You can find footage of uh, Sean and like other actors like in the studio. Like while they're recording stuff, and uh, they are belting their goddamn lungs out. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> totally, it's um, crazy. I I didn't even think about how nuts that must be, but that's yeah. got to be a night. Like unless they're digitally fucking with it. I mean, that is so much screaming. The secret to a good Dragon Ball scream, as Sean described in that video, is to make sure you're staying at a higher register because that. Uh, that means that your windpipe is actually closed a little bit so the air doesn't escape as quickly. Uh-huh. If you're doing a lower bellow, you lose oxygen fast, and that's when you pass out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here at home, if you're listening on headphones or if you're walking through the street. Or if or, you're on public transportation. On public transport, If you're at a family gathering or if you're just in an apartment with small walls, just like feel how it feels to like go Super Saiyan where you're just like, ah! or, oh! It's, it hurts. It hurts to go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's about all I have on that, but I would love to talk about this um, this movie. 
this movie, and I'm not talking about the 15 Dragon Balls uh, films, uh, animated films. I'm talking about the weird uh, bootleg ones that were made with like the the well, in Hong Kong. Were, yeah, those look like fun. <laughs> uh, but I'm talking about actually the American film Dragon Ball Evolution, directed by James Wong. Final Destination. Apparently, he had never uh, seen a Dragon Ball episode or read a Dragon Ball manga uh, until like halfway through production. Um, the whole situation is this: a young Goku reveals his past and sets out to fight the evil alien warlord, Lord Piccolo, who wishes to gain the powerful Dragon Balls and use them to take over Earth. So we're talking about OG Dragon Ball this is based off of. This is before Pre-Z. The, yeah, Pre-Z. So you got Robert Rodriguez, Mark uh, DePay, and Zack Snyder all offered to direct the film, but they all passed. So instead, they got James Wong, uh, best known, I guess, for Final Destination. I couldn't recognize any of the other movies he was uh, d- he had directed. Um, it was Ben Ben Ramsey was the writer. His first draft was deemed too expensive to shoot, and in the end, he wrote about five different drafts of the script, following notes from the studio. James Wong wrote the last draft again, according to the notes from the studio, but decided to remain uncredited as the co-screenwriter. Toriyama reveals that he felt the producers did not listen to him and his ideas, of course, and suggests suggestions, and that the final version was not on par with the original Dragon Ball series, um, and uh, he felt it was a movie he couldn't even call Dragon Ball. Now, the sad, sad part is when Ramsey, in 2016, issues uh-huh. a public apology for the film, he said to have something with my name on it as the writer be so globally reviled as gut is gut wrenching. To receive hate mail from all over the world is heartbreaking. I went into the project chasing after a big payday, which I it's unbelievable that he's not was able as a to fan of that. the franchise. Yeah, but as a businessman taking on an assignment, I have learned that when you go into a creative endeavor without passion, you come out with suboptimal results and sometimes flat out garbage. So I'm not blaming anyone for Dragon Ball. But myself, it scored a fourteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I mean, I think that that goes along with the themes of all of the subjects that we cover about uh, what it is to have passion, to not be, you know, when it's just about money, that the, the shit falls flat. Um, unless you're the Fast and the Furious franchise, and then you're fucking just making rock and roll movies for rock and roll fuckers, man. <laughs> Woo! I love that shit. But that said. Um, have you seen I know that we and I, I don't want to jinx us by saying this on the show but I am jinxing us by yeah. saying this we are we are have plans to do a riff track style Dragon Ball Evolution maybe uh, check your feed it might be there yeah maybe right so we do have plans to do that actually very soon in the next few days even though I feel like anything could come up that said have you seen any of this film I have not I saw the trailer and just immediately whatever uh, enthusiasm I had just died. <laughs> I saw one scene. Uh, I wanted to be able to like play some of the audio of it, but it, there wasn't a lot of talking, mm-hmm. and it was a training scene that was unbelievably bad. Like Goku looks so stupid. <laughs> I don't know what who that actor is because they spiked his hair to look like anime, so but bad. it's dumb, and he's not Asian, obviously. And he just looks like a fucking smash mouth, <laughs> dude, like, lead singer. I mean, he just looks so dumb. Mm. And it's just unbelievably terrible. What does Piccolo look like in this movie? Have you seen He did, looks like a, I mean, he looks. Is he green? Like, he's green. He looks like, it looks okay. He looks like Piccolo. If you ask me, like, no, never mind. Now that I'm seeing, now that <laughs> Meg has brought up photos, he looks like a rejected Star Wars extra. In a leather bodysuit. To be fair, even though Dragon Ball Evolution was not a good movie, the influence of Dragon Ball can be felt 
throughout modern action filmmaking, like uh, the Wachowski brothers and Zack Snyder, like have all mastered kind of this decompressed style of combat where like there's bursts of action and then like quick slow-mos and knowing when to like focus on individual blows. It's uh, hell, the, uh, yeah, Neo zipping around at the end of the Matrix trilogy is like Dragon Ball like 101. I don't know if a live action Dragon Ball movie could ever work. No, I, I don't think it ever should. I mean, if anything, maybe like a live action TV series, which is all the rage these days. But like, I just don't even think I would even fucks with it, Jake. Uh, actually, Meg, uh, can you bring up a video? Uh, Guy goes Super Saiyan in Wind Tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I think this is as close to a live-action Dragon Ball as we're going to get. <laughs> it's a guy at a mall who, like, found one of those, like, like tornado simulator kiosks where, or, like, it's, you know, there's just a big fan. Sometimes there's, like, win prize tickets at Chuck E. Cheese. Like, you know what I'm talking about? That yeah. kind of thing. And it's just him. This Okay, this is what live-action Dragon Ball looks like. It's just a weeb in a mall. <laughs> <laughs> and now the fans start going and his clothes is shaking and his hair is going crazy. <laughs> oh, that just made my day. That's that's all I want from a live action that's Dragon so Ball movie. That's so damn good. Well, Jake, do you have anything else for us? I don't know. I feel like I'm about tapped out here. Uh, I just want to go into uh, that on top of everything else at the end, uh, Toriyama introduced fusion techniques. Ah, yes. Uh, which is, uh, you know, uh, the famous fusion dance where Goten and Trunks kind of like point their fingers together. Yeah. Uh, the In fan communities, they claim that this is the result of... Uh, of multiplying one person's power by another, which already puts the math at something ridiculous if each person has a million power level. Um, and uh, on top of that, then they introduce Potaro evolution with the earrings, and that gives us uh, Vegito, which is the fusion of Goku and Vegeta, and uh, that is the most overpowered character <laughs> in all of Dragon Ball. Uh, and actually, it, the concept is introduced very early on, where during the Frieza saga, you might remember... Uh, Piccolo and the guy that looks exactly like Piccolo named Nail fused to try and take on Frieza which resulted in this classic moment of uh, this is I mean any Dragon Ball should remember this moment where Piccolo finally gets his fusion form oh unreal my gosh this is amazing <laughs> I feel incredible <laughs> Yes, 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 yes! I can win! I feel great! I can do this! Wait, 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 wait. Yes! I'm home! I'm alive! This is all a miracle! I'm awake! I'm wide awake! Now tell me, tell me that didn't sound like an Alex Jones rant. <laughs> I'm alive! I'm a human being! I got blood in my veins! <laughs> That's so good. You're never going to take us down! Ah, oh, it's so good. I actually, I think I'm going to actually go home tonight and uh, watch some watch some Z, man. Yeah. And get it back. Yeah, a little bit. I want to watch some Frieza. 
saga and just kind of like re- reminisce on those days well those uh, weird days make sure you look up the dragon ball kai version which mm. is uh an edited and remastered version that cuts out all of the filler that was wow. put in place by the anime to keep up with the manga awesome it's just kind of the canonical version of oh, dragon great ball. yeah definitely i feel like we like ranted and raved we didn't we barely covered the boo saga yeah it's that's a whole i mean Bibi, i mean which was literally the height of toriyama just being like please I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't know. He fucking eats a bubble gum and now he's go and there's Gohan a, gets mystic powers. A big one and a tiny one. And and, oh, now they're even, now they split up and there's a fat one and a gray one. Yep. And now there's Gogeta and now oh and don't forget there's an evil wizard and a demon and a <laughs> pink thing named Bibbity Bobbity and Boo. Yep. It's all bad. Yeah. And it's Gotenks, everyone's favorite character, the weird muscle child, Gotenks, with his half vest and puffy pants, Gotenks. Oh, man, leave a comment when you listen to this episode and you're like, yeah, man, I love Gotenks. Yeah, who wants Gotenks for president? Gotenks 2024. (laughs) All right, so uh, I think that about covers our second part on Dragon Ball. You know, we just wanted to go a little bit more in depth. With a lot of the stuff. Um, we covered the history, but we didn't cover the spirit last time. No. And I feel like this time we really covered the screaming, furious dumbness. Yes, <laughs> just want, needed to sort of get some of that stuff out. Um, Raccoon is the best member of the Ginyu squad. Fight me. Gen- Fight me. It's General, Raccoon. It's Gen- definitely Raccoon. General Red, reader, leader of the Red Ribbon <laughs> Army, was trying to seek the Dragon Balls under the guise of ruling the world, but actually he just wanted to be taller. Majin Vegeta, best Vegeta. <laughs> so anyways, thank you so much for joining us on this second part. We really appreciate it. Uh, and please rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't already. That's really helping us out a lot. And uh, catch me on Twitch, Holdenator's Ho. I'm doing it like all, semi-full-time at this point. Hear me out, though. You do it often, but it's also incredibly entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, So and, and, and it's a really awesome community that we have going on there. It's just, such, such a cool group of positive, awesome people. So come join us on chat we're having a blast jake uh you can follow me on twitter at best jake young and i do stuff for uh dorkly give us a watch on youtube also check out the Drawfee channel which is a uh daily show where artists from the college humor offices and sometimes me uh dick around and make horrible drawings uh and masenko is the dumbest special attack masenko dumbest special attack <laughs> all right thank you much everybody and have a wonderful day For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.